Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host, Anna Havelyana. Hello, and welcome back to Addicted to Busy. I hope that everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend. And if we have any vets listening, thank you greatly for your service. As you know from last week's episode, or I should say from two weeks ago, I took some intentional time off. And as a type A people-pleasing perfectionist with a to-do list and a wish list a mile long, it is really a challenge to truly tune out of work. My dad, we were driving through Tennessee looking at potential towns where he and my mom might want to retire. And my goal for the trip was to focus on reading a book while he was driving. But every once in a while, I capitulated to the urge to log on to my computer. Now, I did finish the book that I intended to read, but I want to let you know that even though this is what I live, eat, and breathe every single day, I too fight the urges to log into my computer, even when I know that it isn't necessary. I had a great time with my dad. As a kid, my dad traveled frequently for work. So I'm fortunate that he and I can make up for a little bit of lost time, if you will. Now, as with any six day road trip with a family member, I also had to do my part of managing my mind and my emotions. My dad and I are two very different people, and that's a challenge for me, but it's through the tools that I have learned through coaching and therapy that I was able to let those differences be present without building a wall between us. This is a skill that I will be crafting and refining from now until the absolute end of my days, but it was so refreshing to be able to be fully present for my dad. I can honestly say that I did a great job of staying off of my device, listening intently, and asking lots of questions. There was actually this conversation that I had with him that I wish I had recorded. He was recollecting some of his memories of his grandmothers, which I've really never heard him speak about. And I don't think that that conversation would have ever evolved to that subject had my phone been out on the table. When we reduce distractions, we increase our capacity to be present. And when we are fully present for our loved ones, we can hear them so much better, which gives us a greater chance of being able to understand them. Now, on our final stop in Nashville, my dad went and we got lunch on Broadway and we wanted to see some live music. So we ended up taking the stairs to a rooftop bar and we had to truck up five flights of stairs and the stairwell had these murals painted on each floor on the brick walls. And I think it was the third floor they had painted keep going on the wall. And it took me a minute to register that that's how I end every single podcast is by saying, I love you. Keep going. 
but I just thought that was a little bit of a treat from the universe to tell me to keep going with this podcast. Anyways, let's get to the heart of the content today. One piece of advice that my dad has given me over the years is to get back to the business of the business. And what he intends to say by that is that when shit hits the fan or when things don't go to plan, you want to start by trying to negotiate. But if you cannot negotiate, then you need to get back to the facts or the processes that are already in place, also known as the business of the business. Now, I've been chewing on this for a couple of days, and I was thinking about how property managers make decisions. We crunch numbers, we reforecast, we look at the return on investment, we consider the goals of our property owners. Basically, every decision we make is based on if the numbers make sense. When we are evaluating whether or not to make an upgrade or investment in a property, we assess whether or not the value that we're going to get from that investment really justifies making the investment in the first place. Is it worth the time, effort, and stress on the staff to complete this project? Now, there are so many factors that we're weighing. Will these choices affect taxes positively or negatively? Could we expect a rent increase or a change in the vacancy rate? Are the owners going to hold this asset or are they going to sell it? And basically what we're really good at is the business of the business, is the facts, is the process, is the procedure. But are we good at this within our personal lives? And so what I mean to say by that is, are we evaluating our personal time? And I would even argue our money and our energy. Are we evaluating our personal time as thoroughly as we are at our properties? And for many of you, the answer might be no. And if that is you, I'm going to give you a very simple exercise today to make sure that you're honoring your own time and resources just as well as you are for your sites. Time is your most valuable resource and you can't get more of it. Well, technically that's what I want to show you how to do is how to create more time for yourself, but more on that later. What I mean to say is that you cannot store time like you can money. You have what you have in this present moment and no one knows when their time is going to run out. Now that was a little bit dark. <laughs> Sorry about that, but that's exactly why I need you to take this episode seriously. I promise you that when you get in the habit of intentionally choosing how and where you want to use your time, you're going to feel more aligned and you're going to feel more present. When you have clarifying filters to help you decipher what to say yes to and what to say no to, you make it easier to live the life that you actually want to instead of living the life that you feel like you have to fulfill because that's what everyone else is doing. I have a client who is really in the thick of this right now, and she is amazing. She started her own property management company, and she's crushing it. But the thing is, is that she is taking off. Her business is taking off, and she is stuck in the muck of doing things that are well below her pay grade at this point. And this is a hard shift. She's good at doing all those things. That's exactly how she got to the point where she could own her own business. And plus, when she does them, she gets them done right. But when we don't have an appreciation for the value of our time, 
we can get stuck in a hamster wheel. She started this business to give herself flexibility, but currently she's working inside the business instead of working on the business. And that flexibility is right at her fingertips. And I know she's going to get it once she breaks through some of these tricky, tricky thought loops. The reality is she's the most valuable person in her company, but sometimes she's doing things that someone else can do. And maybe you find yourself here as well. You don't have to own your own business in order to find yourself in the same position. I see plenty of managers who simply want things done right, so they just do everything themselves. And sure, things are getting done correct, but then they feel like they're cutting out time with their kids and or their personal hobbies. They're not evaluating the business of the business. They're not evaluating the value of their time or looking at the long-term perspective. Now, if this is you, this is not a criticism. We are not taught to think about our time in this way, especially if you have been socialized as a female. Women have not traditionally been encouraged to value their time because for decades, women were expected to take on roles in the home without being part of the paid workforce. So sadly, this subconsciously led women to feel that their time is not worth much or that it has less value compared to others. Additionally, society still has certain expectations of which roles should be filled by men and which roles should be filled by women, which can mean that women are less likely than men to put a price tag on their time. But that is exactly what I'm asking you to do today. Today, we are going to put a price tag on your time. And once you do, We're going to use that cost per hour to evaluate how you spend your time. And we're going to look at it from two different angles. Okay. So the first thing that I need you to do is to figure out how much you get paid per hour, assuming a 40 hour work week. So what you're going to do is take your salary. If you want to, you can include your benefits as well. You're going to take your salary and divide it by 2080. Okay. So for simplicity's sake, I'm just going to say that your time is worth $50 an hour, assuming that you have an income of $100,000 a year. Okay, so there are two angles that I want you to start playing around with. Number one, where would I be willing to invest my money in order to free up my time? And number two, where am I spending my time that is potentially costing me money? Okay, so I'm going to state them both again, and then we'll go into each in detail. Number one, where would I be willing to invest my money in order to free up more time for myself? And number two, where am I spending my time that is potentially costing me my money? Let's start with the first one. Once you have an idea of what your time is worth, you will look at the prices of investing in personal help through a different lens. If you want something done, you're going to have to pay for it in one of two ways. You're either going to have to pay for it with your money or with your time. And once you know what your cost per hour is, you can start weighing out the pros and cons of which is more valuable to you in the current moment, your money or your time. So I want to share with you the first time that I put this into practice. I was working at a site as an assistant manager and I wanted a promotion. (laughs) I wanted more money. I wanted a bigger challenge and I wanted a new title, but I was just kind of stuck where I was. So in 2012, 
I decided that I wanted to get my accredited residential manager certification from the Institute of Real Estate Management. And if we have any leasing agents or assistant managers listening in, this is a designation that I highly recommend that you seek out. Now, on a personal note, I'm a little bit of a neat freak and I really appreciate a clean, tidy space. If my workspace is not clean, if my kitchen isn't clean, or if my living space isn't clean, it's really hard for me to focus. And it should be noted that at the time, I also had a Bernese Mountain Dog. And for those of you who don't know, A, Bernese are the cutest, cuddliest, most lovable dogs that there are, but B, Bernese Mountain Dogs shed like there is no tomorrow. Okay, so at the time that I was going after my ARM designation, I also had a side hustle where I was teaching piano lessons because I was working furiously to pay off my student loans. Most of the students that I was teaching were on the west side of the Twin Cities while I was living on the east side. So I was working 10 to 12 hour days while also commuting two to three hours, depending on the weather and the traffic. At that moment in my career, my time was more valuable than my money. So even as an assistant manager making only 15 bucks an hour plus commissions and bonuses, I decided that I wanted to invest in a monthly cleaner. Now this was 2012 and I lived in a small apartment, so it only cost $80 a month. But at that time, for me, that was a lot of money to invest in something that I could do myself. Now, here's how it worked out. Keep in mind that I'm estimating here. That year, I paid roughly $1,000 for the monthly cleaner. I got my ARM designation. I got promoted. And then about a year and a half later, I got hired on as a full property manager and my salary increased by almost $15,000. Okay, so by all means, investing $1,000 over one year to get a $15,000 increase a year and a half later, that is a clear return on investment. When I was able to come home to a clean space and not have to invest so much of my time into cleaning, that meant that I had more time and energy to deepen my knowledge base and spend time studying the materials. As I was studying the materials, I was learning more about the industry and my performance at work was increasing. Paying $1,000 in order to get the position that I wanted was well worth the investment. Now, there are other ways that I have invested in myself over the years. During CAMREC season or budget season, I would often order in a meal prep service so that I could have healthy meals without having to spend hours cooking. Now, I actually prefer to cook my own meals and I love trying new recipes, but during busy seasons, my time becomes more valuable than my money. So I have to give that up for a brief period of time. Other things that I've done is I've paid to have my car detailed. I've never actually done laundry by the pound, but I know that it's an option if I have a week where I just can't even. So I want you to consider for yourself, where would you be willing to invest your money so that you could create more time for yourself? Right, let's hop into number two. Where am I spending my time that is potentially costing me money? 
Now, what I want you to do is think about the way that you spend your time and assign a dollar amount to consider if it's worth it. Let me explain. One of the pickles that I commonly found myself in was staying up way too late watching Netflix. Like I mentioned earlier, I was often working long hours and I had long commutes. And because of that, 95% of my time was focused on work and paying off my debt. And by the time that I got home, I had not done a single thing for myself all day. I had done nothing to care for my body, for my soul, for my creativity. So enter Netflix. Now I'm going to have to do a whole podcast episode about how I was using Netflix to try and do something for myself and how it ultimately backfired, but that is not the point of this episode. Anyway, at that time in my life, I was not taking great care of myself. I quote unquote knew that I shouldn't be staying up late watching Netflix, but I just couldn't seem to stop watching episodes. So this is where I needed to evaluate. Was the time that I was quote unquote paying to Netflix worth the cost? So let's say again that my cost per hour is still 50 bucks an hour and I'm watching three hours of TV a night. At this point, I have to evaluate Is it worth it to me to fictionally pay $150 a night to watch Netflix? In this case, no. It's not worth $150 to stay up until midnight and start the next day sleep-deprived, walking into work on low energy, thereby increasing the chance that I either make mistakes in my work or become short-tempered with another human. A place that I really want you to take a look at this is from the context of your phone screen time. Calculate your cost per hour and then go look at your average screen time for the last month. Now, a lot of you will not want to do this. And if you feel resistance to going and looking at the actual data of your screen time, that is a clear sign that you are in denial of just how much time you're wasting on your apps. Now, (laughs) You all know me, this is a judgment-free zone. If this is you and this suggestion makes you cringe, I want to gently remind you that you have the capacity to change this. But first, you've got to be willing to get real with yourself. It is estimated that people scroll an average of 108 minutes a day on their phone. So for simplicity's sake, let's just say that people scroll two hours a day on their phone. Using our figure of $50 an hour, are you willing to pay $100 a day for the privilege of scrolling on your phone? Now, there's no right or wrong answer here. It's totally up to you. And the answer can actually change day by day. But for me personally, a little scroll through social media can be a fun, refreshing break in my day. But I've got to have clear limits with it. Am I personally willing to quote unquote pay $700 a week to scroll my phone for 14 hours. No, I would rather spend that time and money investing in my hobbies and in my interests. Am I willing to pay $150 a night to watch a Netflix show for three hours? No, absolutely not. Now, would I be willing to pay $50 a night of my time to watch a show for one hour? Absolutely. I love winding down with the show and I love watching a really good storyline unfold, but I also love getting a full night's sleep. Again, 
this exercise is just a filter for you to look through so that you can make purposeful decisions about your most valuable asset. That is your time. Before I started to evaluate my time in this way, I used to wonder if I'd be able to get the self-control to turn off the TV at night. Anytime I turned on Netflix, I really wasn't sure if I was going to be going to bed at 10 p.m. or 2 (laughs) a.m. Now, I know in advance just how much TV I'm going to watch, and I don't feel any regret or guilt in the morning when I get up because I know that I made an empowered choice that honors my values and my priorities without depriving me from having any fun or watching shows that I love. For those of you who have side hustles or who want to have a side hustle, thinking about your time and associating a cost to it is crucial because every time that you quote unquote pay Instagram, Netflix, or TikTok, you are not doing the work in your business that will eventually pay you. And I mean, actually pay you back. For those of you who are trying to lose weight or get healthy, it's the same thing. When you get home and you're exhausted and you choose to not go get your daily movement or when you choose to eat more than you need to, you have paid out your energy to someone or something else instead of investing back into you and your goals. Now, if you're picking up on what I'm putting down today, but you're worried about the cost of investing in help, or you're thinking to yourself, gosh, like I just don't have the money to do this every single month. Perfect. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm not insinuating that you should hire a cleaner absolutely every single month or that you should only watch one Netflix show every single night. What we want to do is give you options. We want you to have options available so that when your time becomes more valuable than your money, you can execute. All of what I'm offering you today is meant to give you a return on your investment. For example, when I invested in the meal prep service, it really reduced how much takeout I was getting. Not to mention the first time that I started investing in meal prep, this was before DoorDash and Grubhub. So when I was getting takeout, not only was I spending money on takeout, but I was also spending my time on takeout, so to speak. Going back to the example of paying for the cleaner. Paying for the cleaner meant that I could invest my time back into getting a higher paying job. Or when I started to get a handle on how much time I was paying to Netflix, I started to ensure myself that I was getting the sleep that I needed, which allowed me to show up to work at my highest potential, which made it easier for me to get through my to-do list quicker the next day. In my group program, the password to our weekly coaching calls has always been the best ROI (laughs) because truly investing in yourself is the greatest return on investment you'll ever create. Whether it's a coaching program, whether it's a house cleaner or a meal prep service, you deserve to invest in support. So please do not listen to another episode of this podcast until you truly sit down calculate your cost per hour and use these two lenses. Your time is valuable. You are valuable and your loved ones want to see you and your goals deserve to be realized. 
investing in yourself pays back exponentially. When you start evaluating your own time and your own money as rigorously as you do for your own properties, you will never look at your time in the same way again. When you take control of your time and you honor its value, you are going to watch the quality of your relationships, of your career, and of your health start to compound on itself. Do you want to get a head start on doing this work? Come join our group program. Doing this work with other managers is a surefire way to create the momentum that you've already wanted. So if you're ready to do this, first thing that you need to do is hop onto my website and schedule your first free one-to-one coaching call. This gives you a chance to hop on, see what coaching is like, try it before you buy it. And this also gives us a chance to make sure that you're a good fit for the program. So if you want to do this, hop on over to our website and in the top right-hand corner, click get free coaching. That's anahavalyana.com, A-N-N-A-J-A-V as invested, E-L-L-A-N-A.com. All right. I love y'all. And from Nashville, Tennessee, keep going. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.